Well, folks, the dumb dudes are at it again. We're back at it, hot off the plate, with another fresh correction. Uh, later, Cater Gator on Instagram has let me know that Brandon Sanderson is not, in fact, the son of Robert Jordan, the author of the Wheel of Time series, but he is sort of just like a guy that Robert Jordan's wife thought was a good writer, and he stepped in to finish the series. I'm surprised I heard this on Instagram first before I heard it from Jess, who has read all of these things, but that is where I learned it. So thank you, later Cater Gator, for the correction and for being cool about it and not calling me a dumb dude. She was very cool about it. I like the way that you say, you said later Gator, later Gator Cater. What is it? Later Cater Gator. Yeah, I like the way you said it the first time. Later Cater Gator. Later Cater Gator. Later Cater Gator. Later Cater Gator. Well, Lurdekurdegurde knows more about Robert Jordan than I do. Nick, I'm going to need you to go ahead and pack up your things. They're already packed. You know what? Still? Yeah, I I just never unpacked them. Why? But you're packed during a quarantine. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm optimistic, Ben. I, actually, are we still under quarantine technically or no? I don't know. Not really. We're sort of on a more of like a... Under mask? Yeah, we're, we're in masked and we are sort of social distancing still and a lot of stuff is still closed and who knows all i know is we're supposed to be somewhere right now and we're not folks i'm going to i'm going to talk about the elef- elephant in the room and that is the fact that right now we should not be recording this this dumb dudes podcast we should be uh clinking glasses and um taking pictures and catching up and and eating peach tree mall food court food and all sorts of things at dragon con that's where we're supposed to be home yeah ben and i are supposed to be in the same place right now uh along with robo and Lindsay and missy and stuff and a lot of the people charlie and his magnificent robots <laughs> we're supposed to be in the same place there shouldn't be an episode this week but there is so since we are robbed of Dragon Con, I will do my best in his stead. <laughs> a nice pull. A nice pull. Uh, we, we quote the Lord of the Rings, don't we? We do. We love Lord of the Rings. We quote it. We, we live it. We live that Lord of the Life. Lord of the Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So let's talk a little bit about what we done watch this week. Remember channel surfing? Ben, what did you watch this week? Well, I watched that second episode. I watched that second episode of Lovecraft Country and had the exact same reaction you did. I didn't like it as much as the first episode. I have watched the third episode of Lovecraft Country and I'm a, I got to say, got to be honest, I'm a little disappointed. It's a little cheesier than I thought. I was sort of hoping we'd get sort of a uh a haunting of Hill House or the the haunt I never, I never say the title right. The Hill House Netflix show. The tone from that is what I was expecting. This is like a little pulpy, which is a thing that, that Ben and I usually love, but they're not fully committing to making it pulpy. Uh. And so it's just coming off to me as a little cheesy. So I'm a little disappointed so far. I'm going to keep watching it. but yeah they even having just watched the second episode i think that i agree with you that it's it it doesn't go as far as it needs to in that pulp but i will say here's my main criticism of the second episode man there is so many wheels turning Mm -hmm. there's just it's it's too many it's like you 
it's like you got told midway through the season that you're going to have to cut this, you know, you're going to have to fit it all in half a season. And so you fit like four, three or four episodes into one episode. Did it not feel like that? A hundred percent. It felt like the final season of Penny Dreadful where they got canceled. So they had to kill Dracula in one season instead of three. Yeah, I just couldn't even keep up with the second episode just because there were so many elements and so many things happening, and it it just didn't need all that, I guess. So, yeah, I'm going to keep watching it too, but I might look at my phone a little bit to it. You know what I mean? But, yeah, that's how episode three, I, I found myself on my phone a little more. Yeah. But that other, the Raised by Wolves uh, sci-fi Ridley Scott show starts now, I think, so I, I might work that in as well. Oh, yeah, I would definitely work that in. I also got caught up to season two of What We Do in the Shadows. Did you see the Mark Hamill episode? Not yet. Not yet. So it's still very funny. Um, gosh, it's funny. It really is funny. Uh, and then I watched, um, well, I say I watched. I started to watch The Binge. Didn't finish it. Uh, the trailer, it, this is one of those cases, guys, where the trailer is much better than the movie. They put all the good stuff in the trailer. They absolutely did. I laughed more at the trailer than I did at the movie. I think I chuckled maybe twice at the movie. Uh, now, there is one part of the movie I did laugh. Uh, you know that part in the um, in the trailer where they hit the cow. Uh huh. There's a girl in the in the. It's a stretched Hummer, and she she the way it's the way that she says it. But she's like, "Fix that cow." <laughs> <laughs> it was just it got me pretty good so i was like i'll give you that laugh but the rest of it guys i'm gonna go ahead and tell you just go ahead and skip this one it's i mean unless you just love g- male genitalia jokes it, do you like male genitalia jokes then this movie is for you is it better or worse than birds of prey i see I, you know i've never seen birds of prey you saw 32 minutes of birds oh of prey. my gosh when you said birds of prey do you know what i was thinking of that the Michael old TV show? No, the <laughs> <laughs> no the the uh, <laughs> is that the one with the puppets? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, no the marionettes? What was that? Oh, that was Thunderbirds, wasn't it? Thunderbirds, yeah. yeah Birds that's... of Prey was a CW DC show, I think. In the, uh, it was on at the same time as that Dark Angel James Cameron show. Oh wow! Oh wow! Whoa, that's a reach back, way back. Uh, no, no, I'm I was thinking uh, of that uh, Michael Keaton movie. Birdman? Birdman. That's what I... I don't know why I was thinking that. No, so... Uh, okay, so better or worse than Birds of Prey? Yeah. Better. All right. That's, that says yeah. a lot about it. I, got, I still want to watch Birds of Prey out of curiosity. If you, I'll be really surprised if you can finish it. See, the thing is about me, though, my personality was built by Mystery Science Theater 3000, and I can watch anything. Okay, so here's where I want to find the balance because, like, yes, I, I know that that is true. But can you balance that out with, is my life worth this? Is this worth it in my life? <laughs> oh, Ben, never overestimate how little I value my time. <laughs> 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 I got nothing going on, man. I'm just going to let you uh, edit every episode then, dude. Because... <laughs> Uh, I have the three kids, and they consume all of my time. Yeah, especially lately. You uh, you gotta send them back to school, though, right? Yeah. So this is gonna trigger some of y'all. Um, but yeah, where they, they this the schools are going back full time here on the twenty first, and 
I cannot wait to shove them out the door. They actually cannot wait to get out of the door. We've been together so much. Uh, and so and I, I have a lot of people. I, it's funny because I have friends without kids that were like posting on social media like, for the love, do not send your kids to school. And I was like, okay, thanks for the advice. Uh, so anyway, the here here's the deal. This is why I don't feel I don't feel bad about it because we because yes, I was apprehensive at first, and, and so is Aaron. Yes, okay, who wouldn't be right? Uh, the, there has been a downward trend in Alabama for about the, t- uh, the last two or three weeks, uh, steadily going down. Uh, they have been going to school twice a week. Uh, and then virtual the rest, and we have had no confirmed cases in any of the Hoover City schools, and it's a huge school district. We're like a nationally recognized district, whatever. Uh, The show on MTV, that uh, that, uh, football reality show about football, is like, do you know what I'm talking about? It was about high school football. No, well, it was like that, but it was like a reality show. I cannot remember the name of it. Anyway, it was the Hoover High School football team is that, that show it was about, so... So anyway, um, they if they feel safe, they're, 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 they they even said we're going by the science, we're going by the best science, and um, and so that if they feel good about it and there hasn't been any confirmed cases, then I think I'm fine. But they're they're like really good teachers. They're really strict about rules. Like it, I think it's gonna be fine. I do but, too. But if you think I'm killing my kids, I guess you can just not listen to this podcast anymore. You always have that option. I mean, you do have that option, or if you're just sick of hearing some dumb dudes. We are pretty dumb. <laughs> we are. Anyway, this is not the school podcast, Nick, is it? Nope, this is the Trailer Blazers. It's about movie trailers. It's about movie trailers. Uh, also, I'm still watching Umbrella Academy, and uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, anyway, did you watch... Okay, you said you watched Lovecraft Country. What else? Uh, I didn't watch any narrative things, really, this week. I did spend a lot of time watching Toy Galaxy, on, it's a YouTube channel, and the the host is really funny, and I've talked about him before, and it's just, he goes through, like, history of, like, cartoons and old toy lines and stuff, which is stuff that I'm interested in. But it's one of those things where he's got a lot of channels, which is unboxing stuff that people send him in the mail, like, mailroom stuff, and he's just, like, going through, like, figures that people send him and stuff like that where it's the kind of thing that you would only watch once you've watched enough of his other things where you like him uh, as a guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I would never watch that randomly for someone I didn't right. care about. But right. now I've gotten to the point where, where the host, I like him so much that I can watch hours of these and I'm entertained the whole time. I wonder if our show is like that for people who know us. I bet it is. Some people probably just want to hear us talk to each other for a while. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. <laughs> or some people are like, hey, hey, man, I listen to this podcast. You should check it out. It's called The Dumb Dudes. And then and then they listen to it. And they're like, this is not great. But they don't know us. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, at least those people aren't leaving bad reviews. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. They don't, they don't dislike it enough to leave a bad review, I guess. It's not, we're not like, Apple Podcasts isn't like Yelp. It takes actual work to go into Apple Podcasts yeah. and leave a review. Yeah. Which is why we appreciate you guys who have done it. Uh, do not rate us on Yelp. Thank you. No. Also, you can't eat at this podcast. Well, you can come to our houses and eat here. I would make something nice. I got some chocolate almonds. They're pretty good. I have a little bit of leftover Ina Garten's potato salad I made, which is the best potato salad, hands down. Huh. You hear that, Kevin? Ben makes a good potato salad. All right, there's. A, I make it. First of all, Kevin, let me let me just pause this podcast here for a second. This is now the the Food Friends podcast. 
Uh, I'm very particular about a couple things when it comes to food. I'm kind of a foodie, okay? My mom was a chef at Southern Living Magazine for like 15 years. Anyway, I am particular about my pimento cheese. I gotta Usually, I got to make it myself because nobody make it right. My mama make it right. My, and my, my mom's family makes it right. But chicken salad. I'm particular about chicken salad. Get gone with putting that sweet relish in there. Get gone. That's a, that's for tuna salad. Uh, you ain't welcome here. Sweet relish in the chicken salad. Chicken. You know what goes in chicken salad? Let me tell you what goes in chicken salad. What goes in chicken salad? So, good salt, pepper, celery, cut grapes. You got to cut them in half. Uh, if you want to put craisins in there, you can. And mayonnaise. Duke's mayonnaise. I mean, if you want to make it yourself, like I'm giving you a high five, but uh, Duke's mayonnaise... And that's it. It doesn't need anything else. I mean, you, oh, I take it back. You want uh, pecans. Put some pecans in there. Now, some people, they don't like the nuts. I get that. I don't like nuts in my ice cream. I get that. So, but if you, I'm telling you, pecans are good. Like you roast those pecans, put them in there. Boom. That's, that's the kind of chicken salad that I like. Are you particular about anything? I am not super particular. I, there's almost no foods that I don't like. I don't really like cauliflower because I feel like it's just broccoli that someone sucked the flavor out of. Yeah. And I can't eat pineapple because it causes me to um, die. They cause me to uh, die. But apart from that, I'll eat anything. There are a few things that I don't like, I but I, I never think about the things I don't like. I usually only think think about the things I like. And I think that may be the best description of myself, now that I think about it. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. I really don't spend too much time thinking about stuff I don't like. So, uh, I can't think of anything. If I think Maybe in the questions times I'll remember what foods I don't like. Maybe you will. I don't like cheap coffee, I'll tell you that. I'm kind of a snob about coffee. You and Kevin should make a spin-off podcast called The Food Friends, because he's a coffee snob and a foodie. Uh, Kevin, write into us. Tell us what your favorite region is for coffee. Mine's Guatemala. His is Ethiopia. Okay. And China actually... <laughs> See, I a... know that. He's, he likes it so much that I know this about him. Oh, he's like one of those CrossFit guys that's going to tell you when he walks in the room. Yep. I, hey, you know what kind of coffee I like? That's my Kevin impression. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my coffee stop Kevin impression. That's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> he walks into a anywhere that's not a coffee shop. Hey, want to know what my favorite coffee is? He's he's got a high pitched voice and he's from New York. Uh, he's Fran Drescher. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is uh, Fran Drescher. Okay, so, all right, that's, so that's what we done watch. Let's talk about some new news. Some new news. Extreme, extreme here, all about it. Yeah, so we got a couple items here. Uh, the first one is kind of a bummer. Robert Pattinson tested positive for COVID nineteen, so they had to shut the Batman production down again so it was only in production for like two weeks and oh then it got shut down again yeah man this covid dude i think the rock and his whole family got covid like they all tested positive yep i saw that as well but they didn't have to stop batman because of that no uh, but this uh, stinks yeah so hopefully he recovers from that no long-term health issues and they can get production back on track for that i hope he's asymptomatic yeah me too so maybe he just never like Never develops. I, I don't know. I just I want this to go away. It's ruining everything. We're bitter. It's Dragon Con. It's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, it should be. We should be at Dragon Con right now. We should be face to face instead of uh, robot to robot on this uh, Google Hangout, whatever this is. Say, so, hey, dude, this news, this next piece of news, 
Yes. Yeah, this is some good news. We we just talked about this. This next one is so this is something that we just talked about. I think either last episode or the, or the episode before that. Uh, we're talking about Spider Woman. Is that what we were talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah, Olivia Wilde. That's right. And I said well, I would like maybe Silk better. And yep. uh, so, but now we actually have a Silk TV series in the works. Yeah. So uh, it looks like you're going to get what you wanted, but you're going to get a bigger version because it's a TV series. And it's going to be apparently on Amazon Prime, but the best news is that it's going to be headed by Chris Lord and Phil Miller, who directed Into the Spider-Verse. Yes! If, if, I don't like that Sony has the Spider-Man rights. Right, I don't either. But we do have Into the Spider-Verse because of that, so I can't fully condemn it. Okay, let me, so let me, this is what I learned, Nick. Because I thought a lot about this after Spider-Verse came out, and I was like really into it. Sony Pictures needs to give up the rights. But Sony Animation Studios needs to keep the rights. Because every, like that Spider-Verse is perfect, right? Yes. Sony Animation knows how to treat Spider-Man. They know, they know it. They know Spider-Man. They just need and so Marvel doesn't not Marvel's not going to do a better job than that, I don't think, animation-wise. Uh, unless no. they you know, so just let them keep the rights that way. So all live action rights go to the mouse. Keep all animation at the Sony. I agree. Uh, that would be the best outcome. I don't think it'll happen, but uh, the only way, the best thing that would happen would be if some, I mean, bad for America, but best for me and Spider-Man is if uh, some other bigger conglomerate bought Sony. Because if someone buys Sony, everything that they have that they're renting the licensure of reverts back to the the holders. So if like Apple occasionally talks about buying Sony, if Apple buys Sony, Spider Man rights go back to Marvel uh, automatically. So, uh, but you know that just creates more monopolies. This is uh this is a lawyer podcast. Nick is a lawyer. <laughs> I'm I am a dumb dude, but I do know a lot about the things that affect me personally, which is Spider-Man movie rights. <laughs> Don't get him started. Yeah, but this is going to be a live-action Silk series. Oh, okay, that's what I, that was my next question. It is live-action, and it's going, but it's going to be headed by by Lord and Miller, and I I trust them and their their Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Verse dealings. So I'm going to watch this. Yes, could not be in better hands. Uh, totally agree. Uh, I'm excited. Yes, so that's all the news. That is all the news. Um, and that brings us to the questions, Toms. The questions, Toms. And uh, we have questions that we came up with. I mean, it's we've had these a long time, haven't we, Nick? Yeah, this is... Uh, we came up with these right after we finished filming the or recording the last episode so it's been sitting here a week for us to think about all week catch the facetiousness folks uh we've been recording for 20 minutes and uh 21 minutes now and we made these questions probably what 23 minutes ago (laughs) yeah they were we forgot to write them so these are very timely based on one of the trailers that we have this week indeed they are so uh first question is nick if you were a bond villain what would be your scheme? So if I was a Bond villain, and I, you know, across the genre of all James Bonds, it can be as ridiculous as you want. So, we, like, Roger Moore level ridiculous to uh, sort of a grounded Daniel Craig Bond villain. 
Uh, I would, I would have smart devices that become weaponized, but not just like uh, your your smart speaker sitting on your desk. I'm thinking, uh, in the news, you'll see a a thing lately. It's like a rumor or whatever. Like Elon Musk said something about a brain chip that plays music in your head or something. And I'm thinking of something like that, where the ba- the Bond villain is like an Eli Mu- Elon Musk type character, and so everyone gets these brain implants, and then they become sort of like under control of the Bond villain. So sort of like cell phone zombies or brain chip zombies. Yeah, this is almost like the uh, the storyline to X uh, Deus X Mankind Divided, I think it was, or the other uh, the next one, whatever the second one was, Deus X. I haven't played those, but I must admit it's kind of based on a Futurama episode with the iPhone where where the iPhone gets implanted in their head and then it takes them over and makes them want to buy the next generation iPhone. Shut up and take my money! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a, yeah, this is an idea that we, we know about. Yeah, but that would be my scheme. Deus Ex Human Revolution, I think, was the first one. And then Deus Ex, whatever I said. Mankind, I never played any of those. Mankind Divided, yeah. They're really good. If you get a chance, they're like uh, RPG, like first-person RPG, uh, but also like first-person shooter. Actually, it's first-person. Well, yeah, you may not like it as first-person. Well, Cyberpunk is first-person, so I'm going to have to get used to it. Uh, that's true. Uh, all right, so I think I would want... a. So I think here's my scheme. I put a bunch of like small explosive devices around the grid, like in like stations, those like outdoors... Uh, what do you call them? Those uh, little power things. Yeah, like the, you know, they got the gate around them, and they have all those like scary-looking electrical stuff. Yeah, I throw like a sticky bomb right on one of those, but I but I do it over a period of a month, like all around the country, and then I just detonate them all at once, and it knocks out the grid in the United States or maybe the world. Mm-hmm. And then once all the power goes out, it's time to start a robin. Uh, and I don't know what that would look like, but we just start a Robin. I'm sure if you were a Bond villain, you'd have some sort of high-collared, super-cool uniform as well. Yeah, I want a suit that, that looks that's like iridescent and shiny. I want shiny things. I want to be like a dragon. I collect shiny things. A dragon man. A dragon man. So that's my scheme. Oh, maybe he was just a dragon. Has there been a dragon in these pots for a thousand years? All right, so question two is, if you were a secret agent like Mr. Bond, what three gadgets would you want? All right, so based on our discussion last week, I would like a grappling hook that actually functions. So I want a Batman grappling hook. Yes, a magical one. Yeah, it's not a big box like the ones on YouTube. It's a a little gun like Batman has. I want that. I want a little wrist dart gun like Hawkeye has. He's got that little, like, crossbow wrist thing but i want a smaller one i just want to point my wrist at someone and shoot a dart at them and then they'll be like dude you got a dart in your neck (laughs) do you would you use it if you came across a karen like going out of control or a kyle going out of control at the store would you and you had a little tranquilizer dart safe you know completely safe yeah would you hit a tranq tranquilizer dart situation i'm a good guy that's pretty oh, good. you best believe they're sleeping in the parking lot five minutes after I leave. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get out of the cock-a-doody car. 
and then my final device would be a rebreather, like uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon have in Episode One Star yes. Wars. Yes. I almost put the same answer, and then I was like, well, nah, there's other things I want. I want, I don't know why, it's just, I feel like you could, if you could hide underwater and breathe, you could get out of a lot of awkward social situations. That's, uh, would you do it in the Hudson? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only if it's Endgame, where the Hudson has got whales in it now, because it's clean. Yeah, amen. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. Not wanna, like I, that girl. If, if it's a life or death situation, then I'll get in the Hudson, but that's about it. Yeah, do you think that we're referencing there was a, a girl uh, who jumped in and filmed it. Uh, do you think she's got gills yet or like a tentacle or something? Uh, probably just rashes. Oh, yeah, she's got like little syringes stuck in her back. Uh, she's got Ugh. a skin. She now has a skin condition. Uh, and I actually didn't know about this girl that jumped in. Oh, really? You yeah. were just saying it because the Hudson's gross? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that was like a week ago, and everyone was making fun of her on Twitter and, and Instagram and stuff. Oh, no, i just re- referencing the disgusting nature of that uh, that body of water. Well, that's that's just serendipitous, that. Yep. Uh, so my three devices would be an instant translator device that goes in your ear, not implanted in your head so that it can be taken over. By, my, by me in, in the first question. <laughs> by, by, yeah, first question, Nick. Uh, so I'd have that. I think that'd be, like, super useful. Uh, and also it'd make travel really fun, too, right? Oh, definitely. Uh, then I would have a heartbeat sensor so I could detect when you lie to me. Be like Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, I, I would be like, I love movies with talking animals. <laughs> and you would <laughs> His be- heartbeats off the chart. <laughs> what, what does that do with his heartbeat? Hey, he just ran a marathon here. It's going cuckoo bananas. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick would be, Nick, I would detect Nick's heartbeat if you said, uh, I just ate a whole pineapple all by myself. <laughs> yeah, because my heart would be outside of my body because I'd be a pool of, of viscera. You, what if you gained a mutant power instead? It would be the power to bleed all of my organs out of my mouth. That's that's a terrible power. <laughs> All right, so then my third gadget, I'm going big time, big time. Uh, Aston Martin, and I want it to talk to me. Ba-da-da-da. Is it going to talk? Is it going to be Kit from Knight Rider? There's no reason for increased volume. I am scanning your interrogatives quite satisfactorily. But yeah, basically, I'd be like, I'd be like, Martin, get out them Gatling guns, and he opens his headlights and he, you know, he sticks them out. And then, and then the triggers pop out of the steering wheel, and then I start just a, I just start a shooting. He'll be like, "Sure thing, David." I mean, Ben, because he still thinks you're you're David Hasselhoff. So he would call me David Ben every time. Yeah, yep, yeah, Dave or Ben. It'd be like a like a parent with a bunch of kids, and you just cycle through the kids in in order of when they were born. Oh my gosh! If any of you out there have kids, you know that you call your kids the wrong things. You know you do. Yeah, I bet you do that. I I I will fully admit to it. I do it. Yes. When you're telling them to turn the volume down to 16. <laughs> yeah, it, often. Often when they're turning the volume down. Uh, is that everything? Yes, that is everything. That is all the questions times. But how would you answer these? You know how you can get in touch with us, right? Yeah, but we're not going to tell them right now. We're going to tell them later on. And that's our strategy. Our strategy. It's a strategy, Ben. It's strategy. It makes you listen. <laughs> I hope. I'd hope you'd listen anyway. I'd <laughs> be pretty sad if we're like, okay, well, that was the questions times, and I got the way to get in touch with them, so I'm, I'm gonna peace out. Yeah, it's a uh, 
we're we're sort of facilitating that behavior because we put the timestamps in the show notes. They could just <laughs> leap around. Yeah, you could just go to the the spots that you like and the in the trailers you're interested in, and just peace out after like 15 minutes. Be like, I just want to hear my name in the questions times. <laughs> I hope you don't do that. Uh, you folks are good people. No, based on the amount of corrections that I get, I'm sure everyone listens to the full episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, that brings us to the new, 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 new trailers, folks. We have. Uh, how should we say this? I have no. Uh, I have no Travolta esque way of saying that we have nine trailers this week. Yeah, no, I got nothing. Cindy, uh, I will <laughs> <laughs> give you a little grease there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, the, you can, Adele Nine doesn't sound good. <laughs> Adele Nine. It sounds so, so, so stupid. The wickedly talented Adele Nine. <laughs> this is the stupidest. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So, uh, okay, okay. So, we have nine trailers here. Uh, some of them are booger, and some of them are real good. Yep. Uh, it's about half and half. Anyway, the first one is The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, so I'm real excited about this one. Uh, this is a follow-up to uh, the Hill House Netflix show from Mike Flanagan, who is a really good director. This one has uh, my boy Rahul Kohli, whom some people might know from iZombie. He has never met me. I've never met him. He was going to be at Dragon Con last year, but he had to cancel to due to filming for Haunting of Bly Manor. And uh, I wanted to talk to him because he has the exact same uh, Mondo Drive posters that I have. And they're also above his desk. So his desk setup is the same as mine. And he also has a lot of the same Hot Toys, like uh, Star Wars figures that I have. So I I had a lot to say to him. And and I I like to see him succeed. So he's in this show. And uh, it's this season is based on uh, The Turn of the Screw, which is a really good ghost book from, like, the early 1900s, late 1800s. The Turn of the Screw was first published in 1898. Not bad, dumb dude. Thank you, robot voice. <laughs> I, just want, I just want to make sure when you actually do meet this guy that you're not like, I saw how you have your office set up, and I have mine set up just the same way. Yeah, I uh, I don't know how to broach it because it was purely by coincidence because uh, Jess really likes the iZombie show and I started watching it because watching it she liked it. And so I was like, oh, I like this guy. I'm going to follow him on Instagram. And then it was on Instagram when I realized that his desk setup is exactly the same as mine. Like his office looks almost the same as mine. We have three of the same Mondo posters. It's really hard to get Mondo posters in the first place because they only make like a hundred of them each. And to have three of the same ones is ridiculous. Indeed it is. Um, So this is, is this a sequel to Haunting of Hill House? Uh, I don't know if there are, because none of the characters in the trailer were the same characters except i think i saw the dude that played elliot and et was in season one and i think i saw him in this trailer for a frame but i don't think he's the same character it, it might just be an anthology series because this is a totally different book that they're adapting but it was the haunting of hill house is is in my top 
uh, top five like Netflix original things. Yeah. And it's definitely the best ghost thing I've ever seen. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I still have not watched it. It's still on my list. We're getting in close to October. It's a real good thing to watch in October. It's oh, the best yeah. haunted house thing I've ever seen. Yeah, spoopy. It's almost spoopy yeah. season. It's real good. It's real good. Okay, cool. All right, so that's coming out on Netflix. Uh, and then we have The Stand. Yeah, so this is Stephen King's magnum opus, The Stand, the book that is basically six inches thick. It's a gigantic 3,000-page book. Uh, I, re- I did the audiobook because I, I can't focus on paperback books. Yeah. So, But the audiobook for The Stand was like... It was either it was somewhere between forty five and sixty hours. I don't remember, but it was a real long book. Forty seven hours, forty minutes. It's one of my favorite Stephen King things. They made a a mini series of The Stand in the nineties with Gary Sinise and uh, uh, Molly Ringwald was in it, and it was pretty good. It was real cheesy nineties like effects and stuff, obviously, but still pretty good. Uh, the Stand is about. A virus called Captain Trips, which is actually what I've been calling COVID for most of this, is I've been calling it Captain Trips. So it's about a virus called Captain, well, that nicknamed Captain Trips that that takes out most of the world's population, and so everything is kind of kind of run down, and people are traveling around, and there's this group of people that sort of forms up, and then there's a, a bad guy that's a recurring Stephen King villain called Randall Flagg, who is the bad guy of this and it's sort of a it becomes like a good versus evil thing but it's a really good Stephen King book and there's some good people in the I saw Heather Graham I love Heather Graham she's in this uh Whippy Goldberg is is in it and uh who's that girl that beat up Johnny Depp maybe uh Amber Heard allegedly Amber Heard she's in it uh yeah a lot of good a lot of good people in the cast so it's going to be on that CBS. The only problem is it's going to be on that CBS uh, <laughs> streaming service. And I had never intended to get that. But I will do a free trial because I love The Stand. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other shows that you'd want to cram in on that free trial. Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone is on there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Twilight Zone. Yeah. I did not. I historically did not like the uh, CBS streaming Star Trek, whatever it was called. Discovery? Yeah. Uh the newest one? Is that Discovery? Yeah. Yeah, Discovery. Like it. Yeah. Not 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 about I never that. saw it. Don't waste your time. Uh I know some people liked it, not me. I'm not a Trekkie. Uh, I'm not either. I did like JJ Abrams treks though. Uh come at me. I love JJ Abrams. I like Star Trek Voyager because I like Jerry Ryan. And she was seven of nine. Well, this is the Jerry Ryan fan podcast, uh honestly. Yes. She's a vampire. I love her. All right, so then we have a trailer for The Boys in the Band, a Netflix show in the 60s. I believe so. It's about a band, and I think it's about, well, it's it's based on a play. So How did you know that? that I, I was reading a little about some of these beforehand, and I saw that it was based on a play. Okay. And movies that are based on plays, because a play takes place in one room generally. Right. Or like a couple sets at most. Movies that are based on them, you can usually tell if a movie is adapted by a play. And uh, so a lot of times people won't leave the room. Like a couple of years ago, we were, Jess and I were at a, some friends of ours' house and we were watching movies and, and they picked this movie and it was called, I think it was called 
like Carnage or something. It had John C. Riley and Kate Winslet, and it was directed by the creepo Roman Polanski. And about halfway through the movie, I realized that no one had left the apartment they were in, and I said, is this a play movie? And then our friend Andrea was like, yeah, it's based on this play by blah, blah, blah. And I was like, a play movie, you tricked me. (laughs) So I don't have a good track record of play movies. But this looked like it was based on some sort of game where they have to call people from their past and you get points for like how much you say to them based on uh, admitting if you were in love with them or something like that it was was, i wasn't didn't get the full picture but it's also this is a a ryan murphy property which i've never enjoyed any of his works in the past i don't even know who that individual is he did american horror story and like american crime story and glee and Oh, bunch okay. of crummy stuff okay well it this i only really had one comment that i just got distracted the, the whole time <laughs> by this one actor so it's like seven of these i think it's like seven of these guys are are they're gay and then there's one straight friend in the mix but one of the gay guys looks he looks like a, he looks like the witcher so he just looks like this the gay witcher uh it looks like, look like he, the gay witcher. He, he, look, <laughs> he looks like henry cavill uh but like half the size uh, uh-huh. he's like a like a mini Henry Cavill. Yeah, he, I mean, he he literally weighs probably half as much as Henry Cavill. But all I could think of was uh, the old Bugs Bunny cartoons when you have the, <laughs> you know, where you have the croc <laughs> the crocodile swimming through the water, and then and then everybody's really scared, and then it comes out of the water, and its body is smaller than the head, <laughs> and he's like, I've been sick. <laughs> that's that's all I can think about. This guy, in the, at least in the trailer from the quick cuts, he looked just like Henry Cavill. Yeah, he's got that Henry Cavill face on a on a small body. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was distracted the whole time by that. Yeah. Well, now that you said that, I I want to go back and watch it and watch it with that in mind. <laughs> and I, I like when you're because when you think when you are distracted by that and then you think of that the whole thing with the crocodile and the bugs bunny cartoon then you like you miss the whole trailer um, yeah that's how it's i okay. like it's a it's it's a ryan murphy property you can miss it i can miss it yeah uh all right so then we have a trailer for the social dilemma on netflix yeah so this is about how social media is destroying people and fake news and propagating like made up stuff and there's a couple times in the, it's a documentary and there's a couple times where there some of the guys are like I hope this can be reconfigured for good and in my head I was like no this is only going to get worse. <laughs> I had the exact same reaction. I was like buddy uh I guess you haven't watched uh, enough cyberpunk to know that this does not go well. Yeah, this is a this is a sad glimpse into the end of times. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh it's um gosh, I I think I even maybe made a uh, ironically a facebook post uh to the, something to the effect of i just want to move to alaska and not have internet until 21 2021 uh-huh yeah you did um i've been flying a lot i've been flying around a lot in alaska in microsoft flight simulator and that's that's my happy place that's like my calming i fly around in like, alaska to like wind down do you put some music on and just fly around you know, I didn't last night. I just flew with no music, but yeah, maybe I should put on some like Anya. <laughs> <laughs> Who can say what Ben does when he flies? Only Enya. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Alaska's an incredible place, man. Gotta tell you, it's a incredible place. Uh, all right, so that, uh, I actually do kind of want to watch this. Um, I, I guess I'm a glutton for pain because it's going to be painful. Because mm-hmm. it's it's probably right on. Uh, but that brings us to something that looks real good. Yeah, so this is my one of my three top ones in this list. Yeah. So it's uh, the trailer for Fargo Season 4. Yeah. Fargo Season 1, 2, and 3, in my opinion, are, are each of them flawless. Uh, three of the best things ever made by Noah Hawley, who's one of my favorite filmmakers. I'm I'm not just biased because I'm friends with Russell Harvard, who is the one of the best characters in Fargo in Season 1 and 3, uh, because... I'm friends with him because of Fargo, because I cosplayed his character, and he was really taken by that, and we became Instagram friends. Nice. So, I'm not biased. I liked it enough to cosplay him before that, so it's really good. It's going to be good. Uh, We got Chris Rock and Jason Schwartzman and uh, a bunch of other cool people in this, so it's going to be great. Yeah, this was, uh, not only does this show look really well done and really good, but this was an excellent, excellent trailer. Uh, definitely it, it was cut really well there was period uh music in it so the, the 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 music fit the show which you know for lately i've been we've been talking about that um and the acting looks incredible script sounds like it's going to be good like i've never watched any of the fargo before but this looks really interesting i might check it out have you got hulu i do okay uh all three seasons of fargo are on hulu um have you seen the movie no Okay, you have to watch the movie first. Oh, okay, okay. And then I do highly recommend watching it. It's better than most things that exist is the Fargo continuity. It's got Steve Buscemi in it. Yeah, yeah, the little guy. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> yeah, we got the movie is one of the best movies. It's got uh, Francis McDormand and Steve Buscemi, William H. Macy, uh, Peter Stormare. It's great. You should check it out. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Uh, next up, we have a final trailer for Tenet. Yep. So this was a lot longer than the previous trailers. I didn't know. I didn't know Elizabeth Debicki was in this movie. Uh, when when we saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two and she was all gold, I was like, oh, maybe this is maybe this is what I'm into. <laughs> like golden Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah, that was that did it for me. I tell you. Whew. So she's in this, so I'm way more interested than I was before. I still don't know what it's about. Yeah, that's the thing. No matter how many trailers come out about this, I don't understand the the inner workings of this, what this is about. They, I like this trailer. It's a good trailer, except for one line that came across to me as cheesy, as kind of corny. Which was it? The catching. She's like, "You're not. This is not for shooting the bullets. It's for catching the bullets." And it just sounds like that kind of sounds like a 90s trailer thing to say. Uh, like maybe that would have been cool in the 90s, but like, I don't know, it just doesn't hit now for some reason. So. Yeah, sometimes Nolan movies will have one really random, awkward dialogue part in the middle of a bunch of really great stuff. And you know, it'll just be like, what? Did you turn into Michael Bay for a second? What was that? <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm definitely excited about this. I want to see this in a theater. Uh, I would think I think I'd be okay in a theater if there was like f- had to be like four seats in between every person at least, and then and then every other row. 
I think I could watch a movie in a theater like that. Just go see it when everyone else is working. That's also a good option, yeah. A matinee at like 11 a.m. I'll watch it when it comes out. I don't go to theaters anymore. Yeah. I didn't I didn't go to theaters anymore before COVID. Right, yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, so then we have a, a uh, trailer for Criminal Season 2 on Netflix. Yeah, so I didn't know there was a Season 1. Jess told me that David Tennant was apparently in Season 1, which means that I should be watching Season 1. I'm, I really like David Tennant. Uh, this season has Jon Snow in it, who I don't like that much, and... Uh, Sharon, Shannon Horgan, who is a voice actor most of the time. Oh. So I, I recognized her. This was very British. It was extremely British. And and that is one of the most subtle things. But when you watch this and you get that, and you've watched enough British TV and movies or whatever, mainly British TV, um, yep. you, you really do come away going, God, that was really British. Yeah, there's a British detective series with david tennant called broadchurch and this had sort of vibes that were similar to that which broadchurch is one of the most british things i've ever seen i've never seen it it's a really good detective series because it isn't procedural it follows like one case and uh, david tennant's just like a crabby scottish detective and that's really fun it's got olivia coleman and uh like basically every british person that's uh, you've ever seen david bradley and a bunch of people from Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker. So there's two Doctor Who's in it. <laughs> it's, but it's got all the British people, all 20 British people in it. All 20 British people. All the Harry Potter folks. All the Harry Potters. Uh, so that's coming out on Netflix. And then we also have, uh, boy, this is like the week of Netflix, but uh, I mean, I guess that's the world we live in. Uh, Emily Dregs. Emily in Paris. Yeah, so we're not the target demographic for Emily in Paris. I <laughs> Nope. I had a hard time paying attention to this. It was about a girl who kept saying she was living her best life and was in Paris. So many possibilities. Living my best life. YOLO. Swag. Yeah, Jess said that we were watching the trailer and she's like, it, it was showing all like the beautiful people and stuff in Paris and Jess goes, the real, the real, Paris is people peeing in the street. <laughs> it's like they're not going to put that in the trailer. No, Paris is a Paris is like I've never been, but it's a nice mix of people peeing in the streets and then those fountains that dispense sparkling water, mineral, sparkling mineral water. I imagine a lot of accordions and stuff too. I love French cafe music with the accordions. Uh-huh. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good. Ratatouille. That was a real. Thing you ever seen that movie? It's Ratatouille. <laughs> Ratatouille. Uh, Amelie. That's another French movie I heard of. I saw that. Uh, Amelie's a good movie. I never saw that movie. It's good. All right. So uh, if you if you like uh, the Devil Wears Prada, you'll uh, and you like Sex in the City, you'll probably like this. That's true. That's, I think that's, that's the target demo. <laughs> I think that's the target demo too. Okay, then we have oh, final trailer, bro. We saved the best for last. We saved that that filet mignon for the end, and that is the newest No Time to Die trailer. And buddy, let me just tell you, this was the filet mignon. This trailer is the best James Bond movie I've ever seen. Quote, quote him. 
Yeah, you put that put that on the package. This is uh, easily the best Bond trailer ever made. Even if you don't like James Bond, this was a great trailer. Like it, I saw some people saying online that it showed too much, but I didn't. I didn't. I don't agree because it didn't. I didn't get any like sense of uh, the plot being ruined or anything. It just it showcased Remy Malik's villain a little more, and he's got like a cool, creepy mask and. Uh, he was going to talk to Christoph Waltz, who was the bad guy inspector, who was he was uh, in like jail, and and he had to go back to Christoph Waltz, and Anna Diarmas is in it, and she's like a like a fighter girl. I don't know if she's a good guy or like a gray character or a bad guy. We got uh, Rambo from uh, Captain Marvel's another double O agent. Just everything about the Ray Fiennes as as the new M. Ah. Uh, so good. So it's good. so good. This movie, first of all, let me say, they don't make movies like this anymore. Um, action movies, action movies like this that are this uh, creative in their shots and their cinematography in the stunts. The stunts are going to drop your jaw in this trailer. Even just in the trailer. The trailer, guys. They don't make movies like this anymore. They, you know, this is just. Uh, this is an action movie, rather almost more than an espionage movie. I feel like, at least from at least from the trailer, that's the vibe the trailer gave, and it, it's unbelievable. Let me let me put you this way: the choreographed fight scenes from Birds of Prey is like a booger on the <laughs> on the side <laughs> of a dumpster. Okay, so <laughs> so like take that fight choreography, booger on the side of a dumpster. And then the and then this young woman in this movie fighting in the trailer, that is the fillet, Mignon. We are at fillet Mignon. We are at fillet Mignon. I here's what I think. I think whoever did the fight choreography for Black Widow in any of the Marvel movies, honestly, what's the one that she is it one of the Avengers? She's really good. Was she sliding down the hallway? Uh, the hallway fight is in Iron Man Two. That's it. That's it. You know how good that was. Mm-hmm. That I think this is that level, maybe. Yeah, I know that uh, Black Widow's her stunt double is is Amy Johnston most of the time, and she's one of my favorite stunt people. I follow a lot of stunt people. That's cool, Amy Johnson. Uh, let me just say here officially, because I know you listen to the podcast. Uh, I have an I have immense respect for you. I think you're awesome. Big fan. Love your work in Iron Man too. Very good. But yeah, so this James Bond movie, I am gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna go to theater. I'm gonna wait, and then I'm hoping because this is supposed to be the final Daniel Craig Bond movie. I'm hoping that I can get like a five pack in 4K because there's a, a four pack in 4K right now of the previous four, and I'm like that's useless to me. So I want a five pack in 4K Blu-ray of these movies, and then I can just watch them all straight through. Because I, I like Bond. I like Bond, too. Do you, Is there continuity in these? In the Craig movies, there is. It's a, it's a, a light continuity. So it is, like, you could watch, you could watch any of them and be fine. But Spectre had a lot of world building in it that I think is going to play into this one. Because, like, Christoph Waltz's character was in, in this and he was uh, the villain in Spectre. There was some carryover with, like, uh, a few other characters here and there. I know you haven't seen Spectre, right? What's the one where they fight in the house at the very end? They like have all those people storm in the house. 
Skyfall. That's the last one I saw. Yeah, so you haven't seen Spectre, so I don't want to say anything about Spectre, because I thought... Spectre got a lot of hate on the internet, but I thought it was pretty great, and it, it made a lot of references to old Bond movies, which I feel like a lot of people today just... It went over their heads, and so they didn't like it. Mm. Uh, I like the second Craig movie the best. Quantum of Solace? Yeah. Yeah, that one. that one is like a chase... Like a chase scene from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. It's like a race around the world. I love, I love all the Craig Bond movies. I love them all. Uh, do you have a favorite Ocean's movie? I like the very first one. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Okay. Well, that does it for all of the new new, new 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 trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. We got some good, some fun monster answers from our last week ones. Uh, not as many as usual, but that's okay because this is a short episode because we're not at Dragon Con and we're both kind of crabby about it. Crabby patties. So uh, Kevin uh, answered that question from last week. Is the, the question was, if you could turn into any monster, what would it be? So Kevin said, given my obsession with Dungeons and Dragons and a desire to be a good boy as, as much as it's fun to do bad things... Uh, shout out. The werebear seems an adequate fit. While technically monstrous with their lycanthropic nature, they retain a sense of honor and good while transformed. Debatable. Seeking out evil beings to destroy with their big boy bodies. Is that true? Uh, okay. And then he says, given their appearance leading them to be misunderstood, though, it leads them to being grumpy and sheltered which may, which uh, seems an adequate fit. It is true in terms of uh, Dungeons and Dragons mythology, because ah. characters have their mythologies. Okay, okay. So, so in folk folklore, we're not talking about folklore. We're strictly talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Yep, and in certain Celtic folklores, uh, druidic bear transformations did retain. Uh, you did retain your faculties, so it would hold true to that as well. So brave makes sense in that in that regard. Yep. Okay. Uh, Robo, who I should be with right now instead of reading answers from uh, on the internet, says, I would transform into some kind of dragon. I can't decide between Smog and Charizard. Oh, sorry. Uh, Smog and Charizard. There you go. I know there are more powerful dragons, but those are the ones I grew up with, so they are special to me. I had asked him which version of Smaug he wanted to be, uh, the Rankin Bass or the movie, and he picked the movie, but I would pick the Rankin Bass because I like how he was drawn because I've never seen a dragon look like that before. And we know you're a big fan of that. Yeah, he's got like cat ears. Now I'm going to try to think, maybe that's a question for that we do next week, although I'm going to be out of town next week, so we may skip a week, I don't know, we'll see. But if, if you could be a dragon, what dragon would you be? Trogdor! <laughs> You'd burninate the countryside? Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Jess. You've seen that. Yeah, I was. She would say Trogdor. Yeah, <laughs> she would. No. All right. So uh, Bridget said, "I think I, it'd be pretty awesome to turn into a Griffin at will. Uh, it'd be a cheap way to travel since I could fly anywhere, assuming nobody tries to shoot me down. They can try. Then you can eat them like Christian Bale in Reign of Fire. Christian Bale ate people. No, the dragon ate him in Christ in Reign of Fire. He was jumping at it with that axe. Uh, no, that wasn't Christian Bale. That was uh, that was uh, Vin, Matthew Vin... McConaughey. Oh, Matthew McConaughey. I haven't seen that movie since it came out. Uh, yeah, I think 
yeah, Matthew, that was Matthew McConaughey. Spoiler alert. Uh, and then Christian Bale. I think I think he survives to the end. Yeah, he's the one that lives. Spoiler. Okay, guys, that movie came out like twenty five years ago. Um, I kind of look like Griffin McElroy. Does that count? Sure. Yeah. All right, Jay says, one who could snap their fingers and make everyone's toilet paper roll flip over to the opposite direction of what it normally is. That's a type of monster, isn't it? You monster. You ghoul. <laughs> Jay, I got, I, got a, I got a spoiler here for you. You have that monster inside of you, the ability to be that monster already. You just have to be in their house. Well, I mean, he wants to do it. He wants to snap his fingers and do it, but I think you're just going to have to use your fingers Instead of snapping, then you have to like actually touch the toilet paper roll. Yeah, and just flip it over and cause havoc. Oh, T.J. Touchum's gonna flip your toilet paper roll. <laughs> I'm a monster. Hello, I'm T.J. Touchum's. Welcome to my flippy dip podcast. <laughs> the T.J. the the T.J. Touchum's time uh, uh, hour. Well, just about an hour. We're going to touch this and tell you how it feels against your... Oh, I like that tactile nature of that. It's all tacky. Now, is that... Sh- up there in TJ's fingers. Is that shark skin you got there, buddy? <laughs> it's ostrich skin boots. Feels good on my fingies. <laughs> the TJ touchems times. Oh, brother. Uh, all right, so the second question from last week is if, if you had to be dropped into a monster movie, which one do you think you'd survive best? Uh, so Kevin said, I scratched my head over my survival rate within a monster flick. Maybe I don't give myself enough credit, but given how poorly I rate my luck, I can't picture myself surviving any situation where a literal monster is involved outside of Monsters, Inc., which Ben has already laid claim to. Um... So he didn't actually give it. He didn't actually give an answer, unless he's just agreeing that Monsters Inc. is the best world. I think he was, but because he didn't commit to an answer, I'm going to say that he has to be in the thing, and it's down between him and Kurt Russell at the end, and uh, uh, Keith David. And so I'm pretty sure that Kevin is going to be one of the three remaining guys in the thing, and he has to fight Kurt Russell. So because you didn't choose, I'm giving you one of the hardest ones to get out of. That's a tough one. That's a tough space. Yep, and I don't foresee you being too lucky against Kurt Russell or Keith David. Uh, Robo says, I would have to survive a Pokemon movie. If someone dies, and that's a strong if, they are just brought back to life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pokemon does stand for Pocket Monster, I believe, so that, that does work. Yeah, he's got us there. And yeah, he's right. If someone dies, they just get brought back. Sort of like Dragon Ball Z. Which I guess uh, is also got monsters in it, but I wouldn't consider that a monster movie or a series. No, but Pokemon has the cutest monsters for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd be a good Pokemon trainer. Didn't we do a questions times on like what's the cutest Pokemon? We did what's the cutest Pokemon, I think, and because uh, I remember uh, talking about Donphan the elephant or Fampy. The little elephant. And didn't you like the coconut head tree? Up? That's my favorite Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Exeggutor. Exeggutor. He's stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, all right. So then Bridget said, I would want to be dropped into the Hotel Transylvania universe since monsters are afraid of humans until they realize humans think that they're cool. And then everyone is friends at the end. 
spoiler alert. I have never seen Hotel Transylvania. Me neither. But I do know that it was directed by Gendy Tartakovsky, who is the creator of Samurai Jack and the animator of the Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Laboratory. Uh, first of all, n- neither of those facts surprised me that you hadn't seen it, and the, but you knew the director and all the other things that the director has made. So that's a very, uh, that is a very Nick response. I know that, but I can't like add in my head. <laughs> I need to <laughs> type it out. Uh, Jay says Jaws. I don't go into large bodies of water, so I'm pretty sure I would be safe. He's taken sort of a similar approach to me where... The only interaction you would have with the monster in your universe is if you seek it out. <laughs> That's true. Don't go in the water. There's creatures of the Black Lagoons riding jaws in there. All right, folks. Well, if you want to write into us and answer this week's The Questions Times, now we will tell you. Now we will reveal how to do it. The secret revealed. You can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Uh, that's an electronic mail service where I will receive a letter that you send. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, and I encourage you to do so at Trailer Blazers Podcast. That is a, a social media platform that is likely doing mind experiments on you, as we learned earlier. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Trailer underscore Blazers for new episode updates uh, that publish automatically when the new episode goes on. I do nothing else on Twitter. I don't even check it for mentions because I forgot the password. (laughs) If you're feeling uh, very generous, you can jump through some hoops and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. But only if you like us, give us that five-star rating and review. And if you do do like us and you do jump through some hoops, then I'm going to throw it to my, my... Friend in the field, Quick Mickey. Hi there, buddy. This is Quick Mickey coming at you uh, as a correspondent. And I just want to let you know that if you go on there and leave us a five-star writing, then I'm going to start to work on creating some kind of a, a gadget for you, something to be useful in your everyday life, technologically, right? And he's like, well, Quick Mickey, I didn't know that you are very uh, technological. And I was like, well... I'm not, but my buddy TJ Touchums is, and he will help 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 me build it. So if you go down down there, the five star writing, I'll just tell you, I'll talk to my buddy TJ Touchums. We'll try to build you a gadget that's useful and send it your way, and that's the tip. I just love the tactile nature of that comment. <laughs> oh, thank you, Quick Mickey. Uh, as always, inspiring and. Uh, we aspire to be inspiring, as you indeed are. Indeed we are. Well, folks, I'm Ben Moon. Actually, I'm TJ Touchums, and this podcast feels good against my skin. <laughs> and I'm Nick, and I'm another form of TJ Touchums <laughs> because we were both doing the voice, but I touched your chiropractic tables. Happy <laughs> <laughs> trailsers. Happy trousers. Touch your chiropractic table. <laughs> <laughs>
tidbits, a few little nuggets, a few little dingleberries. A couple of bits of tid here. Yep. Here in the couple the quarter portion. A cu- couple of hangers. <laughs> Forget- <laughs> you gotta just clip those off. Just clip those off. All right, folks. So the uh, well, let's talk about what we've been playing. Uh, obviously, I've been playing Microsoft Flight Simulator, and as I've said, uh, I will say that. Well, let me just go ahead and say this. I haven't made this statement. Flying in Alaska is hands down my favorite place to fly on the earth. Now, I haven't flown in Switzerland and Austria yet. Um, I I have landed at the Vienna airport in real life, and it was maybe one of the most beautiful places, if not the most beautiful place I've ever seen outside of Alaska. But flying in this game in Alaska is very relaxing to me. I've been doing that, okay? Sounds like a good use of your time. It, it is. It You know, it is. Uh, I'll, probably not a good use of my time, though, is I've been addicted. I'm going to confess to you. I've been addicted to a mobile game, Nick. Oh, dear. This game, uh, first of all, in, first of all, in my defense, in my defense, this is a 505 Games game. 505 Games, uh, either either made or uh, published. That game that just came out. What a strong defense! <laughs> ah, come on, I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, the game, the game with the girl with the pistol in the uh, Twin Peaks building with the the bureau. Life is strange. No, no, no. You know, she. It's like the Bureau of Paranormal Investigations, and she's in there with the pistol. It's new, newish, first person. I got nothing. Video game with the girl in the Paranormal Bureau. Control. Google knew. Oh, Control. So five oh five games is they either made or published. I think they're a publisher. I, I don't know, but anyway, they're the people who published or made Control. And a bunch of other good games too. Anyway, so this game, Gems of War, guys, I'm I'm addicted to. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you. Uh, this is Puzzle Quest. If you ever did you ever play Puzzle Quest? Uh, no, I don't think so. Pu- but I like puzzle games. Yeah, it's a it's a gem matching game. Okay, but this is the this is the deepest gem matching game imaginable. Uh, you have like characters that have spells and you, you know, you get enough of a gem that's called mana and you cast the spell and it damages your opponent. So it's like this competition between you and an opponent and there's all kind of upgrades and everything, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm not going to pay money for this. Probably. I, I haven't at least yet. Anyway, I'm addicted to this. I loved puzzle quest. I always have a hankering to play a gem matching game and this is it. This is the best one I've ever played. Well, that sounds good. As long as it doesn't cost you real money. Uh, I mean, I've, you know, I play some mobile games. I played Pokemon Go. I haven't been playing it because I don't, I can't hit Pokestops in, when I don't go into work. There's, and the only time I go anywhere is when I'm running and I can't hit them when I'm running. Yeah, it's hard to throw that so, Pokeball when you're running. Yeah, so I haven't been playing that lately, but I, I, I think I'll try and start it back up. Um, but I don't play a ton of mobile games apart from that. Check out Gems of War. So good. No, I don't need. I don't know if I need an addicting mobile game in my life right now. That's probably. I so it's, it's funny you say that because I actually did need it. It helps keep me off of social media. That's yeah yeah. My uh, way of keeping off social media is I'm rereading Hellboy comics. We we so I just go sit in my nice backyard in in my nice chair in the back and read comics. I mean, election years are usually the worst. Um, this is, we're not going to get political, but election years are usually the worst and it's 2020. It's like a double whammy. Everything bad is 
congealing into the the year of 2020. Yes, yes. Uh, except for Lord and Miller making Silk TV show. Yeah, thank you to Lord and Miller for providing a brief glimpse of of sunlight. Uh, and, and Microsoft Flight Simulator did come out this year, so I'll give it that. Yeah, every once in a while they gotta throw us a bone so we don't give in to despair. Uh, Nick, are you still playing Horizon? Yeah, I haven't had a lot of time to play it. I started, I started playing up because I just need to finish the one quest in the DLC, and then I'll be done with it. But I started playing it up, and then a million people started texting me about stuff, and I'm a, a person who has to respond to texts right away. Yeah, me too. Because uh, I, I, I get too, my anxiety goes crazy if I don't. So I was like, well, I guess I'm not doing this because too many people were hitting me up at once, which I'm not complaining about. Like, oh, people want to talk to me. Wah. But uh, it just caused me to have to delay the, the playing of the game. But I am on vacation now because I never canceled my Dragon Con time off. So I have off from basically today, this afternoon, through next week. Uh, I'm not going back next week. I don't have to work again until the 14th. So... I'm off for a while, so I'm going to start Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm going to play a lot of that this week. That's, that's, uh, I can't wait to hear about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to see some of your screenshots uh, from that game, the photo mode. Yeah. Our next episode that we record whenever we are able to, because you'll be uh, out and about, uh, will mostly be about Dune and Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. Uh, all right, so let's talk about them new, new trailers. Yeah. So, first up, we got what Jess referred to while we were watching it as Fallout Poland. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's very much that. It's it's almost like a mixture of Fallout and uh, Metro. Yeah, so this is called Paradise Lost, and it's a Polish game, which uh, my favorite game pretty much ever is a Polish game, and it's called The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. And Cyberpunk is a Polish game, so I have no reason to to doubt Poland and their ability to make video games. Right. I'm not 100% sure what it, it's some sort of post-war Fallout-y, Metro-y type of game. I don't know if there's monsters or what, but it, it looks it looks interesting. I'm interested. I want to see where it goes. Yeah, it says a cinematic trailer, really. Looks like a lot's happening. Yeah, they're sealing people in a vault, and then I think it goes into nuclear winter, and then some sort of what what I assume is a mutant monster man approaches the vault. Yeah. So this is more really more of a teaser almost. I guess a cinematic teaser. Yeah, this is just a little, little a little look. A little peek. A little, little snippet. Uh, th- then we had a trailer for XO1. Uh, as best I could tell, you fly around as a disc. Yeah, this when we were watching this before, I'm, all my reviews are coming from Jess. She should have been on this week because she was clearly more entertaining than me. But she just went, be the disc. <laughs> <laughs> you are the disc. This is the, the so, golden hockey puck of space. So you're a disc. So, so, so you're a disc. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, literally, you just fly around this exoplanet, I guess. You're a disc and you drop acid. That's XO1. Yeah, there is, like, purple clouds and skies and things. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, acid disc, acid disc. You're a disc who got really into the '60s. Whoa, far out, dude. Uh, exactly I don't. Right. I don't. I guess, I'm guessing this is an exploration game, don't you think? Probably. Uh, it's it just you can go watch. It's pretty much a teaser. Uh, go watch it. 
Okay, we had a really cool reveal trailer for the NVIDIA RTX 3080, which is the newest, the baddest. Well, the 390, I think, is the baddest. But this is one of the newest, the baddest, the fastest graphics card for your PC to play video games or edit video or photos. And this reveal trailer was cool, boy. Yeah, I didn't know any of the things that they were saying because I'm not a computer guy and I don't know what any of these things mean. But it sure was pretty, though. Yeah, it's it's like flops and discrete and and Terra and all this kind of stuff. Um, it's uh, basically they it's a uh, gosh I don't even know how to describe it. It's a computer animated journey from the first Nvidia graphics cards up to the present, and they so they all it's like a busted out like all the pieces bust out, you know. And you can see all the pieces exploded. Yeah, exploded in the fan travels to the next version and all the pieces come together and form the new and then it busts out again and the fan flies to the next one and it's all happening right in front of your face very well animated i will say it made me want one even though i don't know what it is (laughs) (laughs) nick wanted to just put it on his in his display case this just looks cool yeah just put it behind me in one of my my freshly lit cases uh guys i I know we don't have a, a stream of this but nick has really done a great job lighting his hot toys and other uh accoutrement uh display cases helmets and such and it looks really good looks really good if you want to see it you can follow my personal instagram which is at irish wastrel you can find it basically from from anywhere uh uh i'm i sometimes consider making a another instagram for like some of my my figures and stuff that i have i don't know because i i'm sort of in that subculture but i don't have any any real life friends who are in that subculture so it would be kind of weird like i'd be by myself in the, on the internet i don't really like that so i haven't done it yet that's kind of how i am with racing it's like clint is the only guy that wants to that i can talk to racing about yeah i mean one of my cousins has a lot of figures and stuff too but he doesn't have any social media presence so he wouldn't be able to look at my instagram stuff <laughs> Uh, all right, so then we had a trailer for Sindres. Sindres. Sindres? Is that how we're saying this? I was saying I was saying Kenders before. Kenders. Maybe that's it. I don't have any. Maybe it's like Cinders because it, it was sort of like a post, another post-apocalypse thing. Yeah, this is a survival game. I think it's in black and white. Um, so I, I hate survival games, so I'm not into this at all. I'm not the target demo. Yet again, I will quote Jess. She said it looks like someone sucked all the color out of Borderlands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If this was like a like a top, not top down, but like a isometric camera or, about, or a, a far away third person camera and everybody sucked the color out of it and it was Borderlands. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a survival game. I think it's sort of like a, almost Telltale-Z where it gives you a choice. Yeah. And you make a choice. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. Probably won't, won't get around. Yeah, choose your own adventure. Probably won't get around to this one. Oh, I, I definitely won't play this. No no thanks to survival games. Even if they are, choose your own adventure. Get out. Uh, a final trailer we had looks real tempting. I'm going to be honest. This looks really tempting. This is the Super Mario 3D All-Stars for the Switch. Yeah, so this is a, a collection of the uh, 3D Mario games that came out. Did it? But did it include... Um, Super Mario Galaxy 2 or just the first one? Uh I not I didn't catch whether it had both of them. I never played the second one, but I loved the first one. 
Oh, it is just the first uh, galaxy. It does not it does not have the second. Okay. But still, even at just th- those three games, I mean, think of how many hours of fun that is. I uh, I never had a video game console until late in life, as I've said before. So I actually don't have any like nostalgia for Mario because I never had any of the games. Even even then, though, I don't know. Sometimes these look fun. Uh, video game donkey on YouTube does a lot of uh, Mario 3D, the Mario 64 videos because that's like his favorite game of all time. But I, I just I don't think this is for me. Do me a favor and type in Big Yoshi. <laughs> Do that Big Yoshi. You got the Big Yoshi? Is this Donkey? <laughs> Go to Google Images and type in Big Yoshi. Got the Big Yoshi. Um, I want. So I actually never played uh, Super Mario Sunshine, so I actually would not mind getting this just to play that but i do like the other mario games anyway here's the deal this if i didn't have any time this is a game i would buy but i i have i don't have any time um i you need a ton of time to play games that would you can play for hours yeah i don't have that no you work too much you need to take off and like do something uh i have a questions time at the end here would you take a pay cut so you could have every friday off hmm yes and you're a person that has more time than me, but you say yes. I would definitely say yes. Yeah, I would. I would. I don't. I, I'm a lazy man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk to those people about their GPAs on Fridays. No. Yeah. I mean, if I if I continued to uh, work from home, indefinitely, I might not. So, but if I was like going into the office still, because I might be at home forever now. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I'd take a pay cut if, if Jess could not go in as much because I don't like that she has to go in while I am sitting here comfortable. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that, I think that does it uh, for the Vigi Games portion. And that means it's done. The whole show's done. We're done. We're done here. That's it. It's over. It's over, Rock. You're here? The movie ended. Go home. All right, folks. Well, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm the fastest gem matcher in the East. Happy trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I am the disc. Happy trailsers. Hey, can you type in Armageddon on Google Image Search for me?